You are listening to the Circulab podcast. For 20 minutes, one expert from the Circulab community shares a focus about regenerative economy and how to make it real in your company and industry. We are Circulab, a strategic consulting agency and circular design studio powered by an international community of experts covering the five continents. To design for regeneration, you can already download our tools in Creative Commons on circulab.com. Hi everyone, I'm really happy to be with you today. Today I am with Taco Snippen, who is a Circulab certified consultant from the Netherlands. Hi Taco, welcome in this new uh, Circulab podcast. Hi Justine, hi. Um, well, Taco, today we will speak about circular procurement for private and public organizations and what opportunities there are nowadays for circular procurement. So before we go into that topic, could you please introduce yourself? Yes, uh, thank you, Christine. Well, I am a uh, freelance uh, consultant for circular economy and procurement. I'm living in the Netherlands and I've been living in France for uh, about eight years. My, my profile is rather international as well. Uh, and, well, I'm very uh, passionate about, well, adding circular economy principles to uh, the procurement activities of organizations. And uh, I'm doing that uh, since 2013, about. And since then, I also uh, had uh, two uh, children. And... Well, you see that a lot of people uh, feel responsible for the planet on a longer term when they uh, have a family. But that's the same for me. But the other thing is also that my kids, they challenge me as well because they learn on, at school a lot about what is sustainable, what is not sustainable. And they uh, well, ask me pretty uh, critical questions on that. So that's another driver. Uh, I joined Circulab in 2017. And, uh, well, I find it a very, very good tool, very well applicable uh, in order to uh, help organizations to, well, to make themselves more circular. Okay, thanks. So you dedicate part of your work to procurement and circular procurement. Why to speak about circular economy and circular procurement? Uh, why, why, we, uh, why it is necessary to do circular procurement? Well, uh, that the main answer is to the question, why circular economy? Uh, uh, because, well, I think that we behave, we as a society, like a person who is ill uh, and, or who is in debt. Uh, and that problem is being denied. And so, but, but I think we cannot deny it. Uh, so uh, also uh, we, be, we, we have to change in, in, in some, some way to another, in living and consuming. When you look at, for example, the corona crisis right now, you see that we have been investing in stuff, in buildings, in, in roads, and we face very rapid changes. And then all of a sudden, we don't need those big highways anymore because there are no traffic jams anymore. So we need to be careful with how we spend our resources. And if we use those resources, we must be sure that we can reuse them adequately and rapidly again in another way. Um, so if you use stuff, if you use resources, then very often you have to pay for it. 
And that means that uh, procurement comes into play. So, well, no circular economy without procurement. And we call that circular procurement. Okay. And speaking about uh, so paying for resources and, and procurement, uh, could you say a bit more about circular procurement for private companies? What are the main reasons to apply circular economy and maybe the main challenges in doing it? Yes. Uh, well, in private companies, circular procurement is not really called as such. Huh? It's, uh, it's, it's, an, it's a nice term, uh, but in fact, we mean actually uh, doing things differently and more circular because it is better for companies. And uh, it, that means that it creates more value. And then we are not only speaking about financial value, but financial value is one trigger. So you can apply circular economy principles. Uh, for example, uh, your circular solution is that you will be using less resources. That means that you are doing financial savings. So that's the financial value. Uh, but that also another value is to to make your organization more sustainable. Uh, that means that it is good for the planet, but it is also good for your organization on the longer term. And that, that you are, as a company, that you will be able to overcome uh, sudden changes. Uh, also, there's the aspect of informational value. So if you just supply a tangible product, for example, a laundry uh, machine, then you only have customer contact in the beginning or when things go wrong. Whereas if your business model is a circular one, for example, that you rent a laundry machine, then you are much more in contact with the user during the period that the product is being used. And during those contexts, you can just harvest a lot of information on the behavior of your customer. And then there's another value, that's a marketing value. Uh, customers in some segments, uh, but more and more, like it when, your comp when the company, the supplier, is a front runner uh, in sustainable business. Uh, and also, internally, it is nice very often for younger people to work for companies who have sustainability as a core value. Well, and the last, uh, the last value for companies, private companies basically, to embrace circular economy is that there are more and more requirements, uh, legal requirements and regulations from governments um, to make the business more sustainable. And for example, uh, reduce CO2 emission. So that is... Uh, The benefit for private companies to embrace circular economy principles. So we, we, we easily identify that there are a lot of benefits. And by benefits, we don't mean only the one for the company, but also for the whole ecosystem. You spoke about sustainability, but also about employees and, and things like that. So that's a very interesting um, feedback. And, and I know you also work with public organizations. So could you... Uh, well, uh, tell us a bit more about um, how public governments, uh, well, take into consideration circular economy and how is it, uh, well, applicable in uh, in Europe, for example? Yes, uh, very, uh, very good. I will uh, 
tackle that uh, that subject with pleasure. Um, well, when you look at countries and governments, uh, for example, in Europe, um, they have the interest to look ahead to see uh, how their future will be like. Uh, and you can just well say, okay, the future will be like this. We will face climate change and uh, then leave it like it is and respond to your problems. But that's not very smart. So it's just good to act and act proactively. So, for example, in Europe, a lot of the resources are not within Europe that we would need right now. So that demands a circular approach. And um, so public governments, they have the interest to, to, to launch that circular economy. And they want to be acting as a launching customer. And for example, when it comes to building or infrastructure, uh, a government is often the biggest client within an entire uh, country. So if you use your, uh, your purchasing power in order to implement circular solutions as a launching customer, you can start changing and giving the right example to all citizens. And this idea is just applicable in entire Europe. Yeah, the whole of Europe faces this problem. And I'm sure uh, countries outside Europe have the uh, same sort of uh, issues to embrace the circular economy. And what about the Netherlands? I mean, so you speak about uh, about Europe, that you are based and you, you work mainly in the Netherlands. So what is, uh, well, the status for, of public procurement in, in the Netherlands? The Netherlands, they show themselves as a front runner when it comes to circular economy, implementing a circular economy in society, but they are not the only ones. And so a lot of Scandinavian countries do the same. And basically all countries, they are starting up their campaign for circular economy. Um, I think that that the Netherlands they are well placed eh, for, in, in order to make some sm steps in to the uh, circular economy because we are we have small distances and there are a lot of people living there. So in and also I think that we are open for innovation. So that it's not such a big country that we need to wait for years and years until uh, well we we make some change so uh, i think we have a government who's open for change and also a parliament and it helps a lot in order to get things off the ground and in the netherlands the well the period of experimenting is over i think uh, so what you see right now is uh, every every small government uh, so like municipalities have their own goals when it comes to starting up circular tenders and you also see in the well in the that vacancies are well issued where people ask for people with already circular experience so it is already well it's we are already operational but if i look around uh, from my the place where i'm speaking now um, I think that 95% of the, all the items that I see are not conforming to circular economic uh, principles. So there's still a long way to go, of course. Yeah. But what you see is that the Dutch government, they have a 
ambition to be 100% circular by 2050. And then, of course, you can ask all kinds of questions like what is 100% circular, but it shows the ambition. And also they, they broke that down already in an ambition plan for the next, uh, well, the next years, actually this year, um, that each local government, like a municipality, that they do at least two circular procurement pilots. So that means all small entity, uh, small municipalities in the Netherlands should be doing that. And we know that big cities like Amsterdam, they are really a front runner. Uh, so they they have uh, their own ambition that is much more advanced uh, than than the general Dutch one. So experimenting is over, and uh, and you say South Netherlands have an ambitious plan. Um, so what are the the best examples of of circular economy applied to public procurement you'd like to share with us? Well, what I see right now already um, that is um, well, it's been. Actually, I, I like to give this example, uh, although it's already some years ago. It is a new building, a temporary building, but new, for um, the the Court of Justice in Amsterdam. And the tender was issued so that this temporary building should be demountable a bit again. And so that was in order to show that we are capable of making already big buildings uh, and not uh, just small that not just a small pilot of, uh, of furniture equipment for example no really buildings can be made circular and the smart thing is as well that um, in the Hague there will be a temporary court of justice needed as well so once this was standard and built and demanded, you can just use that same material again and make uh, a copy with the same material in the Hague. So in fact, it is a tender for which replaces two tenders. I find that very smart. Um, when it comes to uh, the building sector, I like to uh, give another example. It is an initiative by uh, uh, Thomas Rau, an architect. And he said, how wonderful would it be if we would have one database where we can store all data of buildings. And that is what he calls the Madaster. And you see now that also within the Dutch government, there is the obligation when you build a new building. It is compulsory that all these data are part of that Madaster system, which means that if the building becomes obsolete, then these resources can be used again. And we don't need to demolish the building and see what is left over. Now we already see what can be used for future projects. I find that also very smart. And I have the impression that this system is getting competition and also is being internationally used. So uh, that is also out of the experimenting phase. Interesting. Yeah. And, and have you yourself uh, participated in circular tenders? Uh, yes, I did. I have a nice example to give. Um, well, first of all, I would like to say something about public tenders because you can not do anything you want in a tender procedure. You are bound to European and uh, national uh, procurement procedures. And what I would like to say is that that is not a bottleneck. Uh, these procedures, they are 
perfectly usable uh, for for circular tenders. And so they they give the opportunity to do innovative um, uh, tender tra uh, tra tender processes without any problem. Uh, the challenge is that you have governments, small governments, big government, with uh, their own organization, and it is not so easy to change the mindset. And because before applying circular economy principles, there was another way of working, and that's very often that tenders were awarded on price. And if you have a purchasing department who does that, and a municipality, for example, who has a sort of well routine that they just give a specification and then they don't want to be bothered, uh, well, that needs a change in order to make a new kind of process. So turning your organization into an, uh, a tendering organization that embraces circular economy, that is the investment that takes time and money. So you have to be careful that you don't do the same tender in the same time with the same resources. That's not going to work. So I helped one municipality uh, in the middle of, uh, well, a little bit south of Rotterdam. It's a municipality of about 85,000 people. And they wanted to have new furniture in their offices. And uh, they hired me to, uh, to see what that could be. And I used CircleLab in order to investigate well, the, the needs and also the ideas uh, for how to make it circular. And because you can say, I want to have circular stuff that will, well, that will last for 20 years. But here, there was another need that is low cost and also uh, well, have local added value. So that's how we use CircleLab. We used CircleLab as well the tool to, to investigate all the aspects and to show to the well the to, to the to the board of uh, of the municipality um, how that tender would look like who would be the supplier it would eventually be a not a supplier but a service provider a service provider who makes sure that you have the right furniture in place and if the furniture has a problem it will be repaired by the service provider and if it's obsolete they will make sure that it will be sold so it's in fact an assets manager and i designed the the the, the uh, well the sort of outline how to tender this according to which procedure and which award criteria and i can share that information with other municipalities everywhere in europe so this is an example of how you you work with uh, with uh, public governments but you you also uh, help uh, well, private organizations and 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 public one uh, in in their supply and and uh, in in making their suppliers more circular. Would you like to share other other way to support them in part of your offer? Well, um, we can help private organizations. By the way, also public organizations making their um, well, making their portfolio of supply more circular. Uh, every company has its own, well, costs. And the more mature a company is when it comes to procurement, uh, they have it all, well, 
diversified in a critical supplier or a, a, a sort of supplier with who you have a very close relationship. And so it is a marriage and you cannot without the supplier and the supplier cannot do without you. Uh, and you also have suppliers that just supply stuff and you got it for the best price. Huh? Uh, so we can just add another uh, tool to that in order to see where would be the potential for making supply the supply chain more circular. And you can do that while focusing on one supply chain, but you can also focus on an entire a portfolio of products that you buy or services even. Uh, so that is my consultancy. And I also, well, transform that into a, a procurement, circular procurement training where you can do that uh, together with the team um, and make a sort of simulation yourself of that. Uh, I also developed a training for public governments that was mainly based on the, the tender that I accompanied. And it is, in fact, how to learn in a quick way by simulation of a public tender in several phases, how to make it a success. So the participants, they are not listening. They are actively well, uh, brainstorming with me how to improve, uh, how to get to an, a circular proposal uh, throughout the tender process. And maybe before uh, well, we conclude, would you have one uh, or, or several, like what are your main advice uh, for companies in their transformation to a circular economy? Yes, it is an advice to people and also to companies. Uh, my advice would be, well, start from now. You have an ambition, if it is okay. If your organization is has a minimum uh, level, then you know what the reason is that you are there. And my advice is to tie in on that ambition. And so, for example, if you have a sustainable uh, sustainability ambition, then I would tie in on that. And also, if you have identified with sustainable development goals uh, from the United Nations you embrace, then tie in on those because your um, management will understand that you are working for that same goal, that you are strengthening and embracing the, the company values and um, so if you are in the position to change that ambition uh, to make to give it also the circular agenda then of course go ahead but i've seen that in procurement a lot of uh, procurement professionals they they have their own ambition uh, their own targets at every level so the best is to Look at the company ambition, look at your procurement uh, target, and then insert your own circular ambition with that. And then don't think about what is 100% circular. Just go and give 20% effort in order to get 80% yield. Because if you want to have 100% yield, it costs you not 20% effort, but 80%. That's what we call the Pareto principle. I may conclude with that, well, because we are in a corona, we have corona challenges here. Then also as a procurement professional, you can make a change by showing that you are innovative, that you, that you show that 
you implement solutions which are needed now in the corona time and that are also circular. Thanks a lot. Um, well, uh, here we, we, we finished. Uh, thanks for sharing your, your experience and, and feedback for anyone uh, well, willing to, to contact TACO about, well, procurement, about circular economy, or even because uh, you, you, you would like to, 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 to work with him, you can, uh, well, go on the website, circular.com, and you'll see TACO. And maybe, TACO, you have other uh, contact details you'd like to share? Oh, yes. Uh, I will speak slowly. <laughs> um, my, um, my email address is info at snippen consulting.com and that is spelled S-N-I-P-P Peter E-N consulting it's all one word dot com uh, I'm living in the Netherlands that's uh, 0031 and my telephone number is 6445373474 thanks a lot and I'll I'll share that uh, in, the, in the article link to that podcast Thanks, everyone, for listening to us. Um, and, well, see you soon, everyone, and see you soon, Taco. Yeah, thank you very much. To take action in the regenerative economy, visit our website to find our books, services, and trainings on circulab.com.